0: And now on Racing HQ, the Kia Friday Night Racing Preview. Well, it's not uh, Friday Night Racing; it's Twilight Racing in Sydney. We're at the Kenzo, a special ATC Christmas Twilight Meeting, and joining us is Michael Wood for a, a look at that track. Michael, uh, the weather conditions in Sydney today, mate. I'm in beautiful Mudgee. What's it down in uh, like in Sydney?
1: Good morning, Dave. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's quite nice. There's a little bit of cloud cover at the moment, but um, yeah, top of around 26 degrees, but. Pretty, uh, pretty sunny at the moment, so, yeah, quite good. All
0: right, what about the track, mate?
1: Yeah, look, we left at a heavy eight this morning, uh, quite a heavy dew, and we've recorded rainfall basically every day for the last seven days, so uh, with the most of that got about an inch there on Wednesday night. So we had a, a heavy eight this morning, but, look, I think if, uh, with the latest start, 20 past three, and this sunshine being out, I think we, we'll be pretty close to that soft seven uh, for the start of the meeting, that's the case.
0: All right, sensational, mate. Look forward to seeing how it all unfolds. Thanks so much for joining us and good luck today with this Christmas meeting.
1: Thanks, Dave. All the best.
0: Cheers, mate. Uh, Let's get now to uh, Brad Gray, who uh, will be a part of the Sky Thoroughbred Central coverage. Brad, uh, tell us a little bit about your confidence on the meeting, mate. It's an interesting twilight meeting.
2: Yeah, it is. Good morning, guys, and good morning all the listeners. So seven races. I think the market's got it pretty well cornered uh, in a few of them and it will be interesting to see how this track does play because you do find that... The Randwick-Kensington, the wetter it gets, the further they tend to get away from the fence. So if we're an improving track, maybe it won't be too far off the fence, but I do expect the jockeys to maybe just come one or two off uh, from the get-go and and work it out from there.
0: All right, and Darren Flindill will be calling the action this afternoon. Darren, what about your confidence in the meeting
1: today? I'm going for a few roughies, uh, Dave, and as as Brad touched on there, we, we haven't been on a wet track on the Kenzo for quite some time, but typically they do get off the fence. And there's no harm in backing swoopers, particularly late in the day. I've got a couple of front runners in races one and two, and then I'm keeping my options open for later races.
0: All right, well, let's get straight into it. The first is over the 1300. Uh, it's a three year old maiden, and Miss Emma here is a 240 favourite. Uh, you've got to Denote at 550, Very uh, Surreal at uh, 550, Sparks Flying at 750, and Colours of Autumn at 950. Brad, I'll go to you first. What do you like in race one?
2: Yeah, I'm with the favourite here, seven, eight, five, and two. I think it looks her race, two dollars forty, is probably on the skinny side, but there's not too many other ways to turn in this race. So, uh, I like the way that she hit the line there over 1,100 meters, and then the last start uh, she was quite good again, staying at the 1,100 meters. So third up, 1,300 meters, speed looks okay, and if she can just pair, settle a pair or two closer. I think she gets a chance to break through. She's a affiliate that's knocking on the door. Eight, very surreal. She'll get a chance out in front. Uh, a few trials to have her ready. Just missed on day build. it switched. Uh, as a two-year-old, and that race did produce five subsequent winners. Failed badly, second up. Too bad to be true. Three trials, and the latest of those was the pick of them. Five Colours of Autumn. I think she's a nice filly, this, and she's got something. It's just whether she's going to find 1,300 metres a touch too sharp. But probably should have won at Kemba Grange on debut and uh, then got well back from a wide gate at Ranwick. So uh, she'll be strong late, and two sparks flying. If there's any support for this Les Bridge chain debutante, I'd be very wary. I haven't mind the way that she's trials eight, five, and two.
1: Darren? They trialled very surreal with blinkers on at Warwick Farm over 1,200 metres on the 16th, and I really liked the work. Uh, Adam Harunas was in the saddle there, and it was very dominant. It was a vast improvement there in the blinkers from the previous trial, which I thought was... Quite ordinary, uh, to be honest. But as Brad touched on, she acted on the heavy track at Ipswich on debut. The format of that race has been good. I think she'll jump lead and give you a really good sight. Very surreal at 5.50. Miss Emma will be staying on, but she's had five goes at a maiden now. I'm quite happy to put her on the second line, then denote with the Queensland form. And as Brad touched on, sparks flying. I like the way she was warming up at the end of her trial behind... Um, fickle at Ramwick on the 20th there, and I think she'll be closing off into a minor place. But I'm on the one I hope will lead here, very surreal. 8, 7, 1, and 2.
0: We go to race number two on the Ramwick Kenzo this afternoon. Uh, this one, take notice over the 1400, another three year old maiden. Uh, Zephoria is a 215 favourite in front of Duke of Lancaster at 420. The termination at $5. Um, now, the visa um, has been supported here 11 into 950. Been some really interesting money around for the seven, Brad.
2: Yeah, Verveza, she was good on debut, so she was whacking away at the finish. We've seen Sensory come out and frank that form line, but I've led the way of Duke of Lancaster. Now, my little query with him up the top, uh, he's a million-dollar yearling, Is just whether he's looking for the mile, but I want to trust that form reference behind Roccola. I know he was beating three lengths, but there was a, a big gap back to thirds. I like the improvement that he showed from his first start into his second. Finds Nashuela. And if, if Zuforia is just putting in the short ones late, and she does have to jump 11 to 1400 meters, I think he's going to be the one that's there ready to pound. So one eight seven and six eight Zuforia. Looks to get a degree of control, which does make her dangerous. I just don't like those horses that jump from 11 to 1,400 metres, but uh, she's firm in the market, and she was quite good there. First up suggests that a win is just around the corner. Eight, uh, seven, Viveza. The horse has been met with some support. She's an improver. She's only had the one outing, and we spoke about the depth of that race, and El Tavir could be the best of the rest. Found himself in front last time out, and he suited out to the 1,400 (coughs) metres. He's a horse with a a big pedigree himself, but one, eight, seven, and six.
1: I'm being very cautious about this favourite, Sue Fourier. I think the longer distance will suit. But I'm a little bit worried about the soft going with her. When she had a second start at Canterbury back in May on a soft seven, she went awful. It was a dreadful performance. And she's drawn wide out here and she's a clear-cut favourite. I'm on the one I hope can lead. We'll be right up on the speed here. Il Tavere, uh, number six. Now, when she resumed at Canterbury off the back of what I thought was a really, really good trial, she went out at $31 that night. She worked really hard from the outside gate to get across, set a solid tempo, and understandably uh, got pretty tired over the last 100 metres and was swamped uh, back into third position. By done deal, at a maid of heaven, uh, she won a spring champion over 2,000 metres I, I think this will just keep galloping with a softer time up front until Tavares is around uh, $19, I think, when I last look, This is my value bet of the day. To beat Duke of Lancaster, I think he's the big danger, uh, Duke of Lancaster. He, he chased home a good one in Rock Ola, there at the midweek or at Warwick Farm, then the favourite, euphoria and Crusader Razors being gelded, and he had the two runs in the first preparation, and he was placed under a vigorous ride in his trial, and he worked home at the end. But Il Tavere, my ruffie of the day. All
0: right, uh, we go to race number three. We're looking at the Randwick Kensington meeting with Brad Gray and Darren Flindell. This is the Randwick City Community Cup. Now, Irish Kisses was meant to go around here at Mudgie. Tracy Bartley Scratch goes around today uh, on the Kenzo. 3.70 favourite. Bryner at 4.60. Highland Rocker at 7.00. Uh, the Timpanist at 7 and Un-American
2: at $8.00. You've know, a lot of speed on paper here, so Irish Kisses might find herself in front. So I've lent on getting the map right here, and I'm in her corner. I think all she has to do is repeat what she did last start uh, uh, to be the horse to beat here. That former reference behind toes on the nose. I know 1,800 metres is a new challenge for her, but this doesn't promise to be a test of stamina. If turns into a bit of a dash home, uh, she should be in the right spot to take advantage of that. You've got 12 Timpanist. Second up, is he still a run short? Probably, but the thing that jumps off the page when assessing his chances is how much he loves the Kenzo. He's won his past three on the track, so a return there could see him bounce back to form. Un-American, another horse you've got to take on trust. Hasn't done a lot in three runs back, but all throughout his career, as soon as he starts getting out to 18, 2,000 metres, he tends to, to really improve. So if there's any market support for him, I'd be particularly wary. And then you've got Brenner, comes here a last up winner with his tail in the air, but 1, 12, 3 and 6.
1: Yeah, I'm with Brad with Irish Kisses. Um, so we can mark him down as a scratching for Rose Hill tomorrow and out of Mudgie. So Tracy Bartley kept us on her toes there, which way he was going with Irish Kisses. I think this is the most winnable race. Very hard to beat. There's no opposition here. Uh, I think Irish Kisses just stands out. Uh, the, the race is that shallow, I put Un-American in um, with his wet track form, and he hasn't done anything for a while, but he'll certainly see the trip out. Uh, Ruben Blur was a dual acceptor if he runs up to uh, his Kembler performance two starts back he might be able to run a place Highland Rocker and Timpenas could be an interesting runner I just don't like anything in this I just keep on coming back to Irish Kisses race three number one but overall it's one three five and two
0: okay uh, right we move to the next Uh, now this one is race number four Now, Zoo Prince here at 3.50 is your favourite. Canadian Ruler at 5.50. Uh, You've got the 8 there at 5.50 as well. And there's been some money this morning, gents, around for Tigers Raw. The 7, even though there has been that scratching of Dodie, there has been some money for the 7 each way. First up for Greg Hickman. What do we like in race 4?
2: I think I've gone the way of Zoo Prince here, three, eight, four, and nine. I liked his return. I want to trust that form reference behind Fleetwood. I know he had on-speed favours there and turned into a dash home, but he really paired off with Fleetwood, and I think he's a handy enough horse. So that reads well for this. He can only improve out to the 12.50, finds Willer and he'll ride the speed and get his chance to dictate once more and a wet track holds absolutely no fear so I think it's the right race at the right time. Triez, I think she's a a nice filly this for John Sargent, I love the way that she's trailed 12.50 first up says to me that she might need the run if she was 1400 metres first up I'd be pretty in on the chances, but regardless, I think you'd be doing well to follow through the grades. Four, Canadian Ruler. What do they do from the draw? I don't know, but he's a lightly raced improver. Typical of the Bjorn Baker stable. Slowly, slowly, won a maiden at Bathurst. Had no trouble measuring up in town. These two subsequent runs, and one of those were a narrow second behind two Vita. and nine, how dare you, looks the best of the rest. But Zoo Prince, I thought he was one of the better bets on the program. Three,
1: eight, four, and nine. Yeah, Brad, your question about Canadian Ruler, what do they do there from the outside gate? Watching his trial at Hawkesbury, and given that he's drawn the outside barrier, I've got a sneaky suspicion they're going back with Canadian Ruler mm. today because um, they rode him stone cold in that trial at Hawkesbury, and it was a great finish behind a billion-dollar baby. I have to say that trial really got me in, but for a first leg of the quaddy, I found it very hard to eliminate anything. Uh, I, I couldn't really say that any of these couldn't win. Zoo Prince... I, I wonder about him when he was placed under pressure in that benchmark 68 at Rose Hill. He just seemed to want to get his head up under pressure. I, I just I hated the look of him, the way he closed off. But then, I then I suspect was the track too dry for him. Was was he feeling feeling something there on the firm track? Because he won his maiden on a soft five there at Warwick Farmer, and the booking of Nash. Yeah, I've got a lot of respect for Zoo Prince, but I'll be taking the better price about Canadian Ruler. I think Trez trialed uh, really well at Bramwick uh, behind Ida Merklin up there. wasn't pressured and it was a good gap back to third. And how dare you! Um, this was a good winner of a maiden at Canterbury many months ago, and I thought the trial she was just buried back in the field. But I think Tigers Roars trialed well. Smarter Smart could be a bit of a chance. Celestial Spirit. Uh, the distance is wrong, but it'll be fine in the line. Well, thought this is a very complicated first leg of the quaddy, But I'll go, uh, and there will be three place dividends. Canadian ruler each way four, three, eight, and nine.
0: All right, uh, we go to the next at uh, this Kenzo meeting. Race five, Cloudland two thirty favourite here in front of uh, Louisville at two fifty. Uh, you've got Charlemagne at eight dollars, an awesome lad, another Mudgy Cup uh, dual acceptor. It uh, runs in Sydney. It's at nine dollars.
2: Yeah, battle of tactics this, and I'm not surprised the markets flipped. Louisville was the original favourite, but looking at the lack of pressure here, Cloudland could just amble across, and if he does manage to cross Awesome lad, who typically isn't the cleanest in the stride from Barrier 1, there's every chance that he just puts the brakes on in the middle stages. Uh, and can pinch it from there. So he's returned well. I've got him on top. Two, four, three, and six. He beat Shadows of Love first up. That reads well. And then was just touched off by Step Aside second up. And Step Aside uh, was exceptional late to get him on the line. Big gap back to, to third, which bodes well. Wet track fine. 1,400 made it perfect now third up. So no excuses for Louisville. He's hard to knock, given his record. It suggests he's an improving type. He's a lightly-raced 5-year-old. I know the margin was only narrow first up, but he was pulling away on the line, so that sets him up nicely to improve again. Out to the 1,400 metres. Just would have liked to have seen a little bit more pressure on paper for him. Three rebel shadow. I think he's going a lot better than the form guide does suggest. Didn't get a lot of room there late at Canterbury last start and probably should have been fighting out the finish. A wet track suits, and Charm- or Charm-Lane, uh is the best of the rest and wouldn't be surprised to see it doing its best work it through the line. If you're making a case for Louisville, uh, you can't ignore the, the claims of the six. Two, four, three and six.
1: Yeah, I'm really keen on Cloudland here. Handles the wet, beating Shadows of Love. Looks pretty good form now. I think he's better than Louisville. So I've got Cloudland as the good thing of the day to beat Louisville. Then Charlemagne. I think Charlemagne will run third. I think Orson Ladd will run uh, fourth. So if you just want to spend a dollar today, two, four, six, one at first four.
0: The second last is over the 1400. Serene Nick is a 330 favourite here in front of Venetian Blue at $4. Miss Fabergé at $4.60. And Bowery Breeze is at a $5 price.
2: Again, a race that doesn't have a lot of pressure on paper. So 5, 6, 4, and 2 for me. 5, Miss Fabergé. Will she get through the conditions? That might be the little niggle, but I think she's returned as well as ever. She was great winning first up at Gosford, went straight past Son. Loomed to to, to win at Rose Hill, but just her run ended. So I like that form reference. That's that Cloudland form reference, and we expect that to get a little little, bit of an upgrade. So third up now, back to her own sex, 1,400 metres and a low gate. A lot in her favour. Six, Venetian Blue. I think she's looking further or four further than 1,400 metres. We saw her win out to 2,100 metres last campaign, but with on-speed favours here, She'll be hard to chase down for Serene. Nick comes off a big win at Kembla Grange. Last uh, little query in terms of where she gets to in the run. And a lack of speed on paper, but she'll be finding the line. And two, Bowery Breeze. When you least expect Bowery Breeze to pop up, uh, that's when she tends to, to do exactly that. So keep her safe, keep her in your quaddy. She's $5, so she, she's been well found, but she's another one that loves getting her toe in. Five,
1: six, four and two. Yeah, absolutely with Bowery Breeze. I had something on her at Kembla on Saturday, and she, she ran all right she was sort of held up a little bit at a vital stage but I, I like that quick back up the rain affected going Jason Collard who rides the wet tracks brilliantly Bowery Breeze on top to beat Serene Nick who had other options uh, this weekend but they're happy to run today uh, Miss Fabergé winning chance as well and I think Venetian Blue could run into a minor place but I think the, the main part of the race revolves around numbers 2, 4 and 5
0: Okay, and the lucky last cool Jakey here is a two ten favourite in front of Walking and Talking at six fifty, and Dody also at six fifty.
2: This race has fallen away a touch after scratchings, and I think it's cool Jakey's to lose three one five and twelve. The only query is the wild card element and that's dynamic spirit. I think he's the only real threat, given he's the big unknown. But Cool Jakey, we saw in his first campaign that he was very much a progressive horse, formerly trained by Mark Newnham. He was racing his way through the grades. Even his third there ran uh, Reads well behind Hawaii 5-0, who ran second. Ended it in listed company, where he did start a $4 favourite. So great racing pattern. He's all upside. Two nice trials and a nice pickup for Joe Pride. One dynamic spirit. You'd love to see a market push for him. I think that'll be all important. So bred in Brazil. He had five starts there. Found himself in Hong Kong after a year on the sidelines. Just the one trial in Sydney, but he did have two jump-outs in Melbourne. So maybe he is ready to go. The market will be our best guy. But I do like the fact that he's tried well. And Nashuaula sticks, 45-weeks runs five Byron. He'll do his thing. He'll ride the speed and can only improve on what he did first up. And 12 walking and talking, a pretty consistent type in his own right. 3-1, 5 and 12.
1: I'm uh, going with a bit of wild card here because I'm, I'm not convinced about Cool Jakey. He's going out at 2.10. First try was fine. He was up on the speed. Then he was eased back last time and they rode him back in the field. And when he was sort of niggled along a little bit, he wasn't picking up at all. Um, I, I do expect under race conditions that Cool Jakey will be up on the speed, but I've just got my doubts having seen that trail. Bit of pressure there with Byron, Famous Padrill, and Walk and Talk and all going forward. I'm going to take this favourite on and go with Zambriero. A little ticket on it. Um, it's it's one first up in the past. The wet shouldn't be an issue. You should get a nice run through on the fence. And the one that Brad was touching on there, Dynamic Spirit. When I saw his trial at, at Rose Hill... Uh, about a month ago. He let up in that trial. He did get his head up a bit high under pressure. It was a soft seven. Interesting scenario. He is from Brazil, Dynamic Spirit, and his early success was on Rain affected Going. It seemed to be a very bizarre thing to send a, a Brazilian with wet track form to Hong Kong because they very rarely get a wet track there. So I think, and the booking of Nash, uh, that sort of does show a bit of intent. Like Brad, I'll be watching the market very closely on it. Then Jakey and then Byron on speed. But a couple of roughies I'm looking at, Zambriro and Dynamic Spirit, as chances to roll the short price favourite.
0: Give us your quad in your best, Brad. Yeah,
2: best bets for me, race 4, number 3 Zoo Prince, and next best Miss Fabergé, race 6, number 5 Quaddie, will go 3-8-4 in the first leg, 2-4 in the second leg. nice and skinny there, 5-6-4-2 and we'll come home 2-1 and
0: Alright, and what about yourself Darren?
1: Uh Right, first leg, I'm um, not taking the entire field of it, most of it 2 Celestial Spirit, 3 Zoo Prince, 4 Canadian Ruler 7 Tigers Raw 8 Trez, and 9 How dare you? More broken glasses there, Dave. (laughs) 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 The good thing of the day, race five, number two, Cloudland on its own. Race six, two, Barry Breeze, four, Serene Nick and five, Miss Fabergé, two, four, five. The last race I'm a bit nervous about, but I'll go Dynamic Spirit, one, three, Cool Jakey, and nine, Zambiro, one, three and nine. That won't cost much.
0: Love it gentlemen, have a great day. Enjoy the Kenzo this afternoon. I know it's a big day for the Australian Turf Club. We'll make sure we uh, we cover for you here at Mudgee. Don't worry about that.
1: Thanks yeah, so for a wins good th- word into uh, Santa for you, Dave.
0: Thank you mate. Yes. Who at yes. Mudgee? Who wins uh, at
1: Mudgee, David? Very can very what a, Can what a deal beat the odds on favorite every time?
0: Well, um Vince Accardi who joined me this morning said that uh, there's nothing between them considering the the track. Uh, condition, which is a soft seven at the moment. Probably will be upgraded to a soft six, I would say, because it's quite steamy outside. Uh, he also suggested that there's a, a relatively good bet today on the card, just based on data, and it was in race number six, horse one, Moeta. So for the that. Brett Rob stable at $3.90, of course, Brad, you would obviously, I don't know if you use Vince's data, um, daily sectionals So there's obviously a diff- whole range of different companies but um, mm. he knows what he's talking about when it comes to analysing performances of the, the horses when it comes to their benchmarks, etc.
2: Absolutely, there's so many different ways to skin a cat and Vince is amongst <laughs> the best out there as far as uh, timing is, not he? So I am madly having a look at this horse right now, Moeta for Brett Rob.
0: Yeah, uh, round 390 Darren uh, he also suggested to of. Punters are having a bit. Well, he actually gave me a really good tip. I know you guys love your your weather, and we talk about it a lot in in racing. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> yes.
1: We love our weather.
0: <laughs> well, everybody, everyone in racing loves weather because it's all we really talk about. Apart, you know, we're always talking about rain, the sun, how the track's playing. Is it? You know, it's just and, and even away from racing. I mean, you, you quite often find if it's a hot day in conversations you have with people. Gee, it's hot today. Gee, a lot of rain today. Gee, that wind was up. It just it's always mm-hmm. happening now. A lot of us will use uh, the Bureau of Meteorology. He threw out another tip for us today, Vince. He said there's a company called YR. Now, this is a, it's a free website anyone can use. They're a Norwegian company, and they have uh, weather stations all over the world. But he can actually hone in on certain locations, i.e. Caulfield, Ramwick, Rose Hill. Uh, and he said that this is a, what a lot of the farmers across Australia will use as their indicator on how much rain there's actually going to be in their area. So No is the website, and he said that is just the absolute gospel and Bible if you're um, wanting to know about rain and where it's falling. There you go. That's
1: and a nice Start using that there. for beach days.
0: Yes. Down in Clovelly, <laughs> mate, you'll have to get down there. It's outstanding. Uh, over the summer period, we'll, uh, we will, we'll organise that, Daz. Uh, have a good day, boys. Enjoy, and hopefully you back plenty of winners.
2: Thanks, fellas. Cheers.